Blog Talk Radio. the Run to Daylight podcast. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, at Todd, T-O-D, from PA. On Twitter, follow me. Let me know if you heard the podcast. I will absolutely follow you back. We are joined today with my normal partner, the Motown Mauler. And as well, we are going to try something new today. We also have, from the interview last week, the inefficient two on Twitter, Nick Tasso is with us as well as we try and build a winning lineup in a $27 GPP on DraftKings, and it is a 10-game slate, so a lot to talk about. Let's get started. Mahler, are you there? I'm here. I'm uh, ready to go. Hopefully, we can uh, start up a new streak. We won some cash uh, Saturday. We did a pod together Saturday. We won some cash there, so I'm looking forward to uh, taking the streak to two. Yep, I am as well. And, um, you know, that whenever we cash, it's a good thing. In fact, it makes me think of this. And, you know, I like to think of it's a lot better than thinking of. So, we, uh, we've we got a, a, a new guest. Uh, I think he's going to be a recurring guest, uh, even if we lose the first time. Nick, how you doing? Are you sure? Because you could blame it all on me because I know Mahler wants to go 2-0. and oh, so if Well, I mess it actually, up here... one way or another, we are not going to count this as a streak or killing the streak because it's not the same dynamic. So we are starting fresh, and the Mahler and I didn't win the first time we played together. And then the second time we played NFL together, I think we won $300 off of 50 or 45 bucks. So um, definitely willing to be patient, looking forward to seeing how the dynamic works out between us. Uh, the contest that we'll be playing is the NBA 400,000 crossover week kickoff, 50K to first, as Mauler said. Um, I wouldn't mind splitting that three ways, and I doubt either of you guys will either. And so what we'll do is we're going to start today with our core plays. These are the guys that you want 
to see in pretty much every lineup. It doesn't matter if they're high-priced or low-priced. Give me one to three names of guys you'd like to see in all your lineups based on the latest information that we have. We'll start with the new guy. Nick, throw some names out. Yeah, so the obvious play at point guard tonight is going to be uh, Russell Westbrook. The really nice matchup, fast-paced game against Phoenix. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about a potential blowout, but I'm really not because I think regardless, Westbrook will see at least probably 32 minutes, and he's able to probably put up 55 fantasy points in that. So I do like that matchup. I did like Kyrie Irving. It's another really nice matchup against Sacramento, but with Love most likely to play, it's not as good as it was earlier in the day. And then the other guy I like at a point guard would be Norris Cole, a little bit cheaper, a little bit different pick, but uh, he's getting 30 plus minutes in every game and has been pretty productive in those games. And New Orleans, uh, excuse me, the T-Wolves, they've given up the about 50 or so fantasy points in their last 10 games point guard. So. so Nick is going with three point guard options as his core plays of the day. Um, I know Norris's cold brother ass. Uh, sorry, that's <laughs> one of my old favorite jokes. Um, Mahler, why don't you throw out your names? Well, um, I agreed uh, with Westbrook and Irving there. Um, if we're shooting at point guard, my other point guard play was uh, Derek Rose. But I do like the fact that Nick mentioned Cole because you can get almost the same production out of Cole if he has a good night at a cheaper price. But the guys I want to plug in first and foremost will um, give me the um, money to fit in the rest of the guys, and that's Jamal Crawford and uh, Evan Fournier. Um, that is, of course, if Tobias Harris is out, but um, it's looking like in all likelihood that Tobias is out. So my two guys are Jamal Crawford and Evan Fournier. Both play the shooting guard position, but you know both should get around 30 fantasy points tonight and for under $5,000, I think that's a steal. All hey, right. Mahler, well, I had a question for you. What are your thoughts ahead. on the Orlando and Atlanta back-to-back game? Because we know Orlando really came out strong yesterday and had a lot of good fantasy performances. Do you think Atlanta adjusted, adjusts this game, or do you think it's just a repeat? Well, it, it has a lot to do with the home splits, I think, and that's why um, I'm not on Aaron Gordon as much today as I was yesterday because his home splits are a little better. And um, I just think, you know, playing back to back against the same team, it, it, it's very tough. So, um, you know, I don't think the the matchup is too bad. I think the game should be close, but you know, it is a good point. It's tough to play uh, the same team, you know, two times in a row and get similar production. Absolutely. All right. So we've gotten the um, core plays from you guys. And I'll throw out a couple names of people that I am looking at. And one of them and the guy that I is number one on my list to play today. And I think he's going to be heavily owned because of his price. But number one on my list is Nick Batum. He seems to be healthy. He's got a great matchup. And the price at 6700 is absolutely dynamite. The second name I have, and this is going to kind of sound like a repeat um, from some of my other shows, is Brooke Lopez. 
I think that he is, again, still underpriced at 7,800, playing Denver. They're going to be playing up in pace again. If you look at his last 10 matchups, he has made two times value once, three times once, four times twice, five times once, six times twice, seven times once, and eight times value twice in the last 10 games. Um, I, he tends not to be heavily owned. And in a day where Towns and Jordan and Diang and Jokic are all pretty good values, uh, I think he's a pretty, pretty, very important to most of the lineups that I've made. And the lineups that don't have him tend to have Thaddeus Young. The third guy that I'm going to throw out is another. I got two more value plays here. One of them is Gerald Henderson Jr. or the third or the fourth. He's another guy who has been getting a lot more minutes. His salary is up a little bit to 4000 But if Crabs out again in the last couple games, he has gotten... 27, 24, 22, 25, 22 minutes. And the last three games, he's put up 28, 25, and 27. So at four game, uh, at 4,000. And my last guy is, I'm a little worried about the back-to-back, but Bellinelli is the name that I'll throw out. He's been getting an enormous amount of minutes. When Rudy, Rudy Gay is already out, he had played 38 minutes yesterday, had 26 uh, points, 18 against Brooklyn, 28 and 32 fantasy points the two games before that. He's locked in as a starter and has a 4,600 salary. So, Mahler, you've heard everyone's opinions. What do you think of them? Well, we got a lot of value plays that we're looking at shooting guards. So we got to rank those guys first. Um, I liked Crawford and Fournier. You liked Bellinelli and uh, who was your other guy? Henderson. Uh, Henderson. So kind of need to go forward and see what we're looking at as far as minutes, um, what we're looking at as far as usage and things like that. I just think, you know, Jamal Crawford has been taking between 15 and 20 shots a game and anybody that's getting that many shots, um, has to be on the roster at under five grand. I mean, hell, if you go five for 15, like he did uh, three games ago, he still had 33 DraftKings points um, on a five for 15 shooting night. So um, I, I just think we got to look at the usage rate, look at our injuries, and then go from there. Well, I also think that what we've got is a lot of options at different price points. I like Crawford, don't get me wrong, and I do like Fournier at 45 as well. Uh, uh, typically what we tend to do, Mauler, is when we've got a few guys at the same positions, we build around and see what kind of money's left. But since we've got Nick on the show as well this time, Nick, what are your thoughts about the, the shooting guard values that have been mentioned so far? Which ones of them are also on your list? Yeah, so I'm a little uh, weary about the Fournier play just because it's a back-to-back against the same team. And uh, I do like, though, the Jamal Crawford play. So I think he's getting a lot of run. I know he didn't do a a lot last game. Um, He still was able to score 
points like he's done the last uh, four games, it looks like. But that would probably be my number one option. I think you could possibly go with uh, Etuan Moore again, but I think everyone probably will be on him, and his price has come up a lot. If we wanted to go a little bit higher, I kind of like Will Barton against Brooklyn. They don't really play uh, great defense, and he's only 5,700, which is a lot cheaper than some of the other top options on the slate. Okay. Well, I'm going to pop Crawford in because that was the one guy that the three of us don't have a problem with, and we'll go from there. Um, do either of you guys have a problem with Brooke Lopez, or is there another center that you would kind of target here? No, I don't mind Lopez at all. I personally like uh, Dang at 6,500, which or, I think it might be 61. Either way, um, he might be a little overpriced, but, um, you know, Garnett's out again. Pekovic is out again. So you know he's going to play, and you know he's going to get a double-double. Um, but, no, I have no problem with Brooke Lopez at all, and I really like the Batum play. I mean, at 6,700, you, you're getting a guy who's a triple-double threat every night. Um, you just don't see that from guys that are, are priced like that. And he's he's only been healthy um, for the last two games. And you look at those two games, and he's gotten 45 and 57 DraftKings points respectively. And that's just, I mean, at 6,700, that's just killing value. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this over to you, Nick. Uh, do you mind Nick Batum? And what are your thoughts about Lopez versus Dieng? Do you have another center you want to throw out? Or do you like Lopez and Dieng? Because this is DK, and for now at least, we could stick the guy you like the most at center and the guy you like second most at utility. Personally, I like Dieng, and, but I think he will be pretty heavily owned. I do have a pivot off of him for the same price. Jokic, I think, is going to be criminally underowned after putting up a dud yesterday. What are your thoughts, Nick? Well, I'll start with Batum. I actually really like the play. I started looking around at some lineups, and I think Batum at his price is really, really a good value right there. So I would have no issues with Batum. Uh, in position, the thing I'll say about Jokic, I like him but I heard that he has kind of like a on and off shoulder injury and Laverne, who's only 3,100 played a lot more minutes yesterday, but again, that's only one game and it'll probably change. And Joe chick will probably see about 25 again. So who knows? Well, I, I did hear today. And if we were stuck for money, it's a little bit of a risk, obviously, but I did hear today that the coach of the team said that he needs to get Laverne more uh, run. But as far as the center position, where are you at with Lopez and Dieng? I really could go either way. It's a good matchup for both players. Uh, right now, Dieng and Towns are really just phenomenal while they're playing together. And a lot of people probably will be on the higher-priced players like DeAndre Jordan, Towns, maybe even Lopez. And I think you can kind of sneak Dieng in just a little bit compared to what uh, Lopez might be. All right. I'm going to stick them both in for now. But what I'll do is I'll put Dieng in at center, and I'll put Lopez in at... Uh, utility? At utility. 
So I think the next thing we need to attack is the point guard position because there are so many options here. I mean, I have no problem with the Westbrook play except that he is 11-3. Norris Cole wasn't on my radar today, but it's a good up-tempo matchup for them, and he's at 5,900. Kyrie Irving, I'm off because of the love news and the fact that his salary has crept up to 7,200. And I think there's significant blowout risk in that game. Um, Let's go to the Mauler. Mauler, um, where do you, uh, well, let me plug him in for a second. If we plug Westbrook in, it only leaves us 4,200 for the rest of our lineups. Cole leaves us. 6,000 each at the positions if we go there. And there are, you know, Derek Rose at 7,000, Reggie Jackson at 6,600, Rubio at 6,300, Cole at 59, Hill at 57, Moutier at 56, Clarkson at 53, Levine at 52, and Collison at 48 are all players that I could get behind in one way or another. Mauler, where are you at? Uh, If I had to rank them, um, like you said, Cole wasn't on my radar, but I think Nick made a great point. And, you know, like I've I've said in the past, three three brains are definitely better than two and obviously better than mine. So I like the Cole play. I would put him, um, you know, either one or two with Westbrook. You know, if you want, if you have the money, of course, Westbrook is your top play. But if you're looking to save money, then I would put Cole there. And then my next play would probably, uh, as as hard as it is to say it, I don't want it to come out of my mouth, but Derek Rose would be my next choice. All right. And uh, I, I think usage-wise, the, again, the only thing that bothers me there is the the amount of games I, I got to say that I like Rose more than Cole. And, and the reason is this. I do think it's a good matchup for him. But he's got Drew Holiday there. And it seems like, you know, just going over the fantasy points the last 10 games, 36, 8, 33, 38, 20, 43, 20, 22, 32, certainly pretty stable. But at 6,000, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, only five out of the last 10 would he have made enough to cover what we're going to need here. Holiday is 28, 36, 35, 14, 36, 43, 58, 37, 16, 37. He wasn't mentioned, but you get the idea. And then if we look at, go ahead. Go ahead. If we look at Rose and the last few games, 41, 54, and 42 um, against Sacramento, Denver, and Minnesota. So I got to say, I like Rose a little bit more than Cole. What are your thoughts there, uh, Nick? Did we lose him? Let's see. Hold on. He's gone. And he's back. Nick, are you there? Yeah, I lost connection for a little while while you were going talking about the point guard position. Um, But then I came back. So what I wanted to say on that, I think the difference in salary might kind of put Cole over. 
I know one of the games that he had where he uh, was against the Lakers, he had a really poor game, but that's because he got in foul trouble early, and then his coaches decided to sit him for the rest of the game. So, I mean, he's kind of up and down, but you are right about Derrick Rose. He's been really good uh, without Jimmy Butler in there, and it's it, they probably will get similar amount of points, in my opinion, fantasy-wise. Well, one thing, one thing that we can do, is if we take Brooke Lopez out and put Westbrook in at 11-3, that leaves us 5-1-5-0. And then if we put Sad Young in, because it's 50-50 on who gets the run between Young and Lopez, just to say if we put him in, that leaves us 4,600 for the three spots. Uh, go ahead. What were you saying on Rose? Because Rose definitely leaves us the most money. If we go with Rose at seven and Lopez back in at center, that leaves 5,700 for the other three spots. Uh, no, well, I, I had, oh, go ahead. Let, let, go ahead, Nick. No, I really don't have much else to say about Rose. Just I think he probably will hit 35, 40 fantasy points. I think he has a higher ceiling than um, than Cole does, but I think uh, they're going to probably floors. similar. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah and, that's what, and that's what I was thinking. I mean, Rose might have you know a fifty to fifty-five point ceiling, um, but I think they're pretty similar in about the floor of about thirty, thirty-five, and we're saving eleven on Cole. But like like I said, it's like a coin flip between those two in my in my eyes today. And you might have Powell coming back too, and I'm not sure what that does for Rose's usage. You know, he might get a few less shots, but he might pick up a few, you know, more assists coming from the two man game. All right, so I, I'm going to break the tie for Rose, but we're going to say for now. What did you guys think about the idea of Westbrook in and Lopez out though? Well, I. I truthfully don't mind Laverne at center for 3,100. Um, I mean, the coach came out today and said, we got to get him more run. Denver's looking to trade some bigs. I mean, they have about 13 big men right now, and they have to get rid of some. I mean, Laverne had 29 DraftKings points last game with the coach saying we need to get him more run. Um, so I don't mind him at 31 if you're looking to – to price in all those big guys. But, you know, other than that, I like Lopez or, or Dang or basically, you know, any of those guys we pencil in. All right. So that would, because if we put Westbrook in, Lopez out, and Laverne in, that still leaves us pretty good money to split over the last three positions. I mean, we're trying to win a GPP. At times, you're going to have to take chances, but we need to make sure all three of us are okay with that. Nick, Westbrook and Laverne or Rose and Lopez? Which do you feel better about? I'd probably go Westbrook because he kind of has the highest ceiling and the highest floor for that matter, too. And, I mean, if you're going to win a GPP, you need one of those guys that are probably going to be 5% less owned who's kind of cheap. And Laverne kind of fits the bill, except especially if we believe that uh, Joe Chick might be a little hurt and it's a back-to-back. All right. So for now, and I like it because Westbrook was the guy that came out of all three of our mouths. And that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Build a solid consensus. We all have our own lineups. 
This is, you know, there's got to be give and take. I think the next position that I'm going to try and gain some consensus on around the, you know, 6,500 or so and below, here's the names you guys, um, I'll go then, I'll then go one at a time to you guys. Thaddeus Young, 6,700. Julius Randle, 6,400. Markieff Morris, 6,200. Uh, boy, I really don't like Taj, but he's at 58. Abaka's 56. Marvin Williams is 55. I agree on Gordon is 55. So I really kind of like any of Thaddeus Young, Julius Randle, or Markieff Morris. We'll go to Nick first this time. Which of those three guys appeal to you, or is there a lower price power forward out there that we're missing? Yeah, and a lot of my lineups that I've started doing, I really like Thaddeus Young a lot. Uh, if we do need to save the cap space, so I don't think Morris is too bad of a play. He seems like he's kind of in uh, the new coach really likes him. So the only other thing I wanted to note about this position is that Mark Gasol might not play. So I don't ding, know ding, how ding, that, ding, ding, ding. So I don't know how that might affect Zach Randolph, and he is coming off a pretty big game. So, well, so I'll they, piggyback off that. Oh, Go ahead. Uh, I'll piggyback off that, Todd, because that was my only difference other than Thad and Marquise. I love Thad and Marquise, um, but I have Zach Randolph plugged in. He's been a monster um, the last game or two. Uh, well, two of the He's last three. Up and down, really. Yeah, I mean, but if Gasol's out, uh, I mean, I think he's almost a must play. All right, well. I think that I'm okay with uh, swapping him in if that's the case. He's one of those guys I tend to avoid just because he is such a volatile player. Um, so I'm going to say this about Markiev. If we put Markiev in and we leave, you know, th- that w- we could always just drop down to Randolph if that happens. And especially if it's late news, I think that would be outstanding way to pivot. But Markieff is playing against Oklahoma City. If they're going to stay close in this game, they're going to need him. The game has a 216 total. Phoenix is at home, 12 and a half points. And I'm going to throw out one other thing, a reason that I like him even more than Randolph regardless. I like if I'm going to pick someone from Oklahoma City, I'm kind of to win a GPP, I'm kind of counting on that game going off and I like having multiple players from a game with a 216 total if Westbrook's in play I think Morris is in play even more and I'd like your guys thoughts on that Mauler first yeah I agree Um, you want to have as many people from that game as you want the only other game um, with that to- with a total tonight is also at two sixteen and a half, and I don't remember what it was. I think it might have been the Minnesota New Orleans game. Um, I would have to go back in and look, but it's it's Cleveland and Sacramento. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on Markieff Morris versus Randolph, and my point about Westbrook? So, I definitely think Markieff Morris is uh, the play for like cash, but. I also think he's going to be highly owned pretty much um, just because everyone's going to have that same thing in the highest uh, Vegas over under of the day. And and even though Memphis and Portland's right at 200, if 
Randolph's getting the ball, something's going to have to happen. And, and uh, like you said, he's very volatile, which means a lot of people probably won't have him. All right. But, but so I'm we've got Morris way, in for now. We've got Morris in for now. And we will very seriously consider Zach Randolph. I, 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 I see what you said as a pretty good counterpoint, but what both of you said. So if Gasol is in, I don't mind pivoting. It'll be interesting to see the ownership percentage between the two of them. But just to give you an idea, let's say Gasol is the guy and we stick Randolph in at forward and Morrison at power forward, that leaves us for the guard position 5,300. At 5,300, we've got Lou Williams, Clarkson, Jeremy Lin, Zach Levine, Efred Payton, Dennis Schroeder, Etwan Moore, and Collison, and if you want to go down that far to Bellinelli. So it is possible for us to actually have both of them. And if we take Randolph back out and we assume that he's not going to be playing, you know, that Gasol is going to be playing, let's talk about some other options for that forward spot. Let's go to – go ahead, Mauler. At around that price point, um, you know, I I like the guys that we mentioned earlier, the Thad Youngs, um, you know, those type guys. But if we're looking to save money – uh, I like Stanley Johnson. Um, you know, we talked about Aaron Gordon earlier. I don't mind playing him because he may be low-owned today. And if, you know, he somehow gets his double-double or gets up to his 30 DraftKings points, then we're looking good. So, you know, those are just a few guys that I don't mind at the the utility forward position that might save us a few bucks. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I like that play there. Um, I mean, I don't know if we really can do both Morse and uh, Randolph, but I mean, we could try it in that range. Though I wasn't really a huge fan of many of those uh, guard positions. Uh, nothing really kind of jumped out at me at 5,300 and below. Neither for me. Now I did. Uh, I'm going to throw out two other options at low price that I've come up with, and then some of the names that that would allow us. You know, I'm big on Henderson. If Crabby's out, he's oh, fourth yeah. out. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. I forgot about the Henderson because we had so many shooting guards. But, yeah, he's he's been near 30 every game, and at four grand, that's a good price. That would allow us to get to Danilo Gallinari at 7,000 or Thaddeus Young at 6,700. Another name I'm going to throw out on Portland in case the game, you know, in case uh, Vanier is out is Maurice Harkless. In the last game, Harkless got 30 fantasy points in 30 minutes, and he is 3,500, and that would put us at guard to Kyrie Irving, Ish Smith, C.J. McCollum, or Derrick Rose. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on those two options? I'm sorry. Can you say that one again? I was a little distracted. I I was really looking at the forward position at um, uh, Stanley Johnson. I know he's, his price has come up a little bit, but he's still seeing the 38-44 minutes the last few games. I really don't think that changes in this matchup. Um, what are your thoughts on Stanley Johnson? 
Well, I think he's still going to be pretty highly owned. And one thing that I've noticed is once these low price guys get up to a higher salary, people still chase them. And he did have that 46 game, but his last game was 33 in 38 minutes. I think that is more in line. So I'm not against him. And we'll, we'll run three scenarios then. All right. So listen to the first one. The first one is I threw out the name of Maurice Harkless. Mm-hmm. And I think he is another one of those GPP guys who could go off. And that would allow us to go at, point, uh, at guard with either Kyrie Irving, Ish Smith, CJ McCollum, or Derek Rose. And I think if I think Henderson, who both the Mauler and I liked at shooting guard, that would get us either to Gallinari or Thaddeus Young. The third option uh, put up by Nick, what was his name again? Stanley. Stanley Stanley at 59 leaves us at guard with back into that Lou Williams, Clarkson, Jeremy Lin, Zach Levine. Well, just an FYI, D'Angelo Russell is probably not playing tonight, so that gives Clarkson a little um, bump in usage as well as Lou Williams. So take that into consideration. That's the latest news that I have from anything is that uh, D'Angelo Russell is questionable to doubtful. Same thing on that, too, is Hibbert, too. Yeah, yeah, Hibbert is out. So, um, you know, the Julius Randle thing could be interesting. Or, I mean – you might be able to find a punt play in like Tariq Black or something um, if you're really looking to go crazy, you know. Julius Randle gets us to Etwan Moore and Darren Collison or Bellinelli. Well, if I had to, if I was at that price point I had to choose, I probably would still take Thaddeus Young over Julius Randle. Um, Indiana could blow out the Lakers and you never know what happens there because Byron Scott is just in, on his own planet. So um, I think at that price point, I would go probably sad young still, but I think Randall might be more low owned and uh, maybe a better GPP play, but I'm not sure. Thaddeus Young gets us to Darren Collison, Bellinelli, no, it doesn't get us to Collison. Um, Thad Young gets us to Bellinelli, uh, Bryce Jones, Dion Waiters, Ellington, and my boy at 4,000, uh, Gerald Henderson. Um, I'm all for Gerald Henderson, by the way. All right. Yeah, I don't so, mind Gerald Henderson at all. So here's the question. Gerald Henderson is definitely – you know, if Crabby is back, we can always readdress these these options. And if we end up putting Randolph in for Morris, that could definitely um, – in fact, if I put Randolph in for Morris with Henderson, that would leave um, at forward as still Gallinari. So – Here's the question. We both we all like Thaddeus Young, but Gallinari, everyone knows, is a GPP guy playing on the road in Brooklyn. Let's see his last couple games, 28-43, 28-24, 31-44. and 44. 
Do we like Thad Young or do we like Gallinari? Mahler? I like I like Thad Young way more because Gallinari is coming off a of back to back and he's been uh let's say injury prone in the past, so I know they like to limit his minutes on back to back. So um I would choose Thad Young over Gallinari if we're looking to who's scoring the most points. If you're looking for, you know, who might be the better GPP play in lower own, that's definitely, you know, Gallinari. But I think if we're looking for the safe play with the 40, 45 point upside, you go with that. All right. Well, if we go with Westbrook, Crawford, Batum, Markieff, Morris, Georgie Dieng, Gerald Henderson, Thaddeus Young, and Laverne, that leaves us with $600 left over, which doesn't bother me. Um, just to give some ideas, at shooting guard up from Crawford. That would put us to J.R. Smith. You know, we tend to do this, Nick, as we get towards the end. I think Batum is safe. Marky of Morris, it would get, uh, if we put Thaddeus Young in for Morris, That would I hate when that happens. Put Thaddeus Young in at power forward. That leaves us at uh, Nerland's Noel, Julius Randle, or Markieff Morris. What do you think of Randle instead of Morris? Anyone? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Nick. I was just humming over here because that was a good question. <laughs> Honestly, with the news about Hibbert, I, I really like Randall in this spot right here. Um, I mean, he's been getting decent minutes, so I think he'll see at least 30 again. And he's he's one of the guys where he can only get 25 or so points a game. So he might be lower owned, too, especially since people might think this is a blowout as well. All right. So if we go Westbrook, Crawford, Batum, Young, Deang, Henderson, and Randall, that leaves 400, which means we could upgrade Laverne to anyone at 3,500. Um, not much there except Harkless. There we uh, go. Any, any thoughts on Harkless versus Laverne? I mean, look, you're going to have to get lucky with either one to win a GPP. One of those guys is going to have to get you between, you know, 25 and 35 fantasy points. So, I think you're going to look for the guy that's going to get the most minutes, and that's probably going to be Harkless. The thing is, is when Harkless when Harkless starts and he starts slow, they don't give him a chance. When he starts fast, he doesn't come off the floor. So, I mean, we probably should go with Harkless and just hope that he starts fast. And, you know, if he doesn't, just eat our hat. Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, the only other guy I want to throw out there, and it's only because I kind of want to get, I don't know if it's going to work, but I kind of want to get some exposure to the Sacramento-Cleveland game. I just, that over-under is pretty high, too. And I don't know, what are your thoughts about uh, Costa Kufos? If this is going to be a blowout, potentially, he might see more run. That's an interesting name. But um, I, think he... you're, I, I think Mo Harkless probably is better than him. Well, he scored 23 points in 21 minutes yesterday, nine, you know, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 14 minutes, 7 minutes, 16 minutes, 
I do think the blowout is a serious potential. Um, you know, I think that if we want to get to um, to a guy in that game, Bellinelli at 4,600 versus Henderson, and then we're back to Laverne. No, I wouldn't even get his Laverne. So, no, uh, I like I like Henderson better than Bellinelli today anyway. Yeah, I did too. I know, I, I know it might sound crazy because Bellinelli is getting the minutes, but, you know, they're coming off a of back-to-back. They're coming off a long road trip, and their coach is getting ready to get fired, quite honestly. So their whole team is really in shambles. Um, they're not listening to the coach. They're kind of playing for themselves. So um, I only trust Boogie because, by golly, he's he's just a beast. So, you know, playing on a back-to-back, I, I would still trust Gerald Henderson a little more. All right, so if we've got Thad Young, Deang, Henderson, and Randall, we're out of the Morkiev Morris game. Uh, a couple other names to consider. Now, the only thing about Harkless is that we've already got Henderson from the same team. Any reason not to have those two in combination with each other? Are they negatively correlated? My first thought is no, but I, you guys know more than I do. Well, I think they both get garbage time. Honestly, if something happens where, you know, Portland gets blown out, um, you know, they're not they're not very deep with the injuries they have. And, you know, they'll set Lillard, they'll set McCollum, um, they'll set Plumley, and probably even Myers, Myers Leonard. And that leaves Henderson and Harkless to get some good garbage minutes, you know, even if the game is a blowout. And I know we talk all the time about those guys that will play, you know, regular minutes and garbage minutes. And I think Henderson and Harkless are, are two of those guys that would get both. Okay. I've got a couple other names before we finalize. One is Kirk Henrich, who scored 17, but, you know, he's Kirk Henrich. Um, But the guy that's really kind of jumped out at me that's kind of interesting based on what you said about the blowout is Iman Shumpert. He's a guy who would get more run, has real potential, I mean, if he gets minutes, he has 30-point potential, and he's 3,500 also. Thoughts on Harkless versus Shumpert? Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I, I just am not a fan of uh, Shumpert. Um, I know that Boston game, he saw 35 minutes and uh, was able to get 30-and-a-half uh, DraftKing points. But by looking at that, he got five steals. And the Celtics yesterday had 24 turnovers and the whole Sacramento team had about 15. So, I mean, so I, I just, I don't think that Shumpert's going to be able to really do that again, to be honest with you. And that was because love went out. So to the 23 minutes probably is more likely for Shumpert than it would be um, the 30, 35 again. Okay, so I think uh, unless anyone has a disagreement, uh, I was the one who brought Harkless up, so I certainly don't have a problem with Harkless. Um, I I do think that Henderson and Harkless are probably uh, positively correlated rather than negatively. The the one thing I tend to worry about is, and, and the other thing I'll say, one last thing is if Gasol is out, and Memphis has the horses, they're going to go small ball. Now, is Harkless and Henderson obviously is a great choice for small ball. Um, Nick, is Harkless a good choice for small ball? 
I think so, yeah. I mean, like you said, they have a lot of injuries, and I might have missed something, but didn't uh, Plumlee get hurt last game? I, yeah, I, don't, I don't have – Yeah, he, he went down. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not tonight, but, yeah, if Memphis does go small ball, um, without Gasol, I'm guessing that Randolph slides over to the five and they slot Jeff Green in at the four. Now I'm just guessing, but that will probably, even if it doesn't start that way, it'll be their main lineup. And for Portland, you know, you have Harkless and Aminu. They're both, um, you know, between 6'6 six, six and 6'8. Six, so they're both, you know, threes or fours. So if they play small ball, you're going to look at those guys to play the three and four anyway. So I don't think we lose anything or, you know, if, if Memphis decides to go small. And possibly gain something. All right. So that is it. That is the lineup, obviously, as we always do. We send out the caveat that based on late-breaking news, we might adjust this lineup, but this is the core of our lineup as we go forward. Uh, Very appreciative in having Nick on. I thought that the show went very well. Nick, do you have any final comments? The only thing I want to say about, um, if we since we're going Henderson and Harkless, I bet you no one else is going to have two Portland players. And if they do, one of them is probably Lillard. So we're definitely differentiating our lineups. So if we're really looking to take this down, this would uh, this would be one way to differentiate ourselves. Yeah, I think we've got very few chalk plays here. I think even Westbrook isn't a chalk play by any means with the blowout potential and so many other. It's so easy to pay down at guard. I think we are paying up to be contrarian that way. Um, I think Batum and Young and Dieng are chalky, but that's okay. Mauler, what are your thoughts? Well, first off, I'm glad Nick was here because I think the Cole idea um, just made me put in several more hundred dollars in deposits. Uh, so I could get some more exposure to Cole, but no, I think uh, three, three, three brains were a lot better than uh, two. Definitely better than my one. Like I said earlier, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is we get a free entry to another tournament just for entering this one. So we can set that up where we can uh, all three join each other again. I think that tournament will be the 18th. So you'll get a ticket for that, uh, Todd, in your in your email from DraftKings just for us entering that tonight. So that's another cool thing is, you know, we get set up uh, for another podcast without even trying. Well, one thing I, 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 that's really good to know. And, uh, you know, I definitely think, like I said in the beginning, I don't care if we win right away or not. I think that, you know, having three people and working uh, three people is the right way to go. Um, on occasion, like, we're, you know, when, when Nick can do it. And I do think that it also, let's face it, the three of us are still newer to doing podcasting and broadcasting. We're trying to increase the knowledge that each of us has in the eye of the public. And I think that us working together is positive regardless. Um, if you want to follow Nick on Twitter, I recommend it very highly. Uh, Nick, why don't you give your um, the things that you would like to highlight about what you would do in the industry, and feel free to give out Rotoviz Pod information. Yeah, so right now I'm kind of uh, just writing articles for Rotoviz NBA uh, once, twice a week, basically. Just basically the plays of the day right now. We just started the NBA section on Rotoviz, so it's slowly uh, building to have more different different articles up there. 
And uh, like you said, I do a podcast uh, with one of the co-hosts, and we basically run through the games on Mondays, and I kind of give uh, the top plays. We kind of record that the night before, so a lot of things happen to change between the recording and actual tip-off. So if there's anything bad I've ever said on that, please don't come after me. <laughs> well, one thing about Twitter is you're going to find people who understand the difference between right and wrong, and you're going to find idiots. So I, I, I look, I haven't gotten much criticism yet, although I do have a stalker already. Um, you might get followed by Pod from TA. Um, but my, my feeling is that that's part of it. If you want to be in the public eye, you're going to have people who complain. And how you deal with that is an important part of the job. And it comes with um, a, a responsibility of doing this sort of thing. Uh, now, don't you give a discount if someone goes and joins for the Rotoviz pod? Is there uh, beside and give your Twitter handle, Nick? The Twitter handle is the T H E inefficient. I N E F F I C I E N T, and then the number two. Uh, it's a lot easier to type that out. It's really hard to spell it just off the top of my head, to be honest. So that's why there was a little hesitation. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a 20% off or so. It's on yep. the podcast. I, sh- I should know this, but uh, I'm failing okay. at being Matt an employee. Matt Friedman has it buried deep in my head. If you go and. Um, if you go to iTunes and you rate the podcast and then you go and sign up for the NBA program at Rotoviz, and I will say that Rotoviz has outstanding articles and things. They are great. I do use them for football myself. And if when you join up, you put Rotoviz pod, I believe into the box, you will get a 20% discount. Mauler, you know I love you, buddy. What do you got to promote? I don't have anything to promote but me. I'm just and following me on Twitter. At the at, Motown at Mall. Well, it's at jbox14. Um, I think if you type in the Motown Mauler on the search, you'll also find me. Uh, I do Mauler's Ballers occasionally in the morning while you have to go to work. And, uh, you know, that's about it. Uh, still ranked number three on the Roto Grinders uh, middleweight rankings, trying to climb up there, uh, the two spots to get up to number one. So a big night uh, tonight would help me do that. So now just trying to keep everything in perspective and, you know, stay focused and, and stay, you know, deeply ingrained in the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a very good thing. Well, I think that will do it for today's podcast. As we do all the time, we wish you the best of luck in your podcasts and in your listening and in your GPPs or cash games, whatever it is. And I know that our lineup is in and you guys are each going to send me one third. We actually put our own money up. And then I send back a proof and we run it and our lineup is in. And I think, boys, that'll do it. We're just going to leave you with this song. We're going to let it ride from the 70s. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Todd. You too.